You're listening to Radar Peak, a three-body podcast reviewing our way through the three-body problem and discussing its real-life parallels. I'm Allie. I'm Brett. Please stay tuned. The emergency broadcast from Radar Peak will begin shortly. Ow! That's the sound of the conch calling to us, summoning us. We're getting everybody circled on, what is it, on the tribal council? Yes, tribal council. To see which flame will be extinguished. Begins now. The setup is really working for us, Brad. (laughs) You know? We've got, it's really we've got great. our West Coast office right now. We've got our East Coast office. Like, Radar Peak Industries does not sleep. I don't sleep as it is. As an AI. I just receive over-the-air updates from time to time. But and I mean, I have, yeah, who needs sleep? I have my Brett alerts on loud. And last night, around 11 p.m., I get startling news from Brett. A video and an article, the, the one from New York Mag, and this video uh, of this news broadcast from News Nation, they really got the scoop. And yes, there are a lot of publications reporting on the report. Yes. Before we get into it, do you remember Ali and listeners? If you have been with us from the beginning, we've talked about it here and there in sort of like our beginning of the episode before we dive into the three-body problem. But do you remember this office within the United States government that was called... The All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Yes, or I Arrow. do. How could I forget? Okay, well, you never forget anything. But if you listening are like, that sounds familiar, but I don't exactly know what that is or why I should care about it. From the Wikipedia page, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. We're just going to call it Arrow, not to be confused with AARP. A-A-R-O. They are a couple letters apart. Arrow, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, is an office within the United States Office of the Secretary of Defense. So they fall under the Department of Defense, which is the Pentagon, that investigates unidentified flying objects, designated as UFOs, and other phenomena in the air, sea, and or space, and or on land, sometimes referred to as unidentified aerial phenomena, unidentified anomalous phenomena, or just simply UAP. This group, it was formed in July of 2022, and Arrow is the direct descendant of the former UAP program that was nicknamed ATIP. So ATIP got phased out, and it got rolled into this new program called Arrow that's been sort of like the history of the U.S. as they form sort of like a task force to go and look at UAP sightings, take witness accounts, da-da-da. It'll sort of like evolve over the years as they learn new things, and then it becomes a new organization. Because if you remember, this all started with Project Blue Book. Project Blue Book was the U.S. Air Force's systematic study of UFOs between 52 and 69. Then, as you mentioned, ATIP, the AATIP, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, was an unclassified but unpublicized investigation 
effort by the U.S. government to study UFOs and UAPs. And that program began in 07, 2007, and it was first made public 10 years later, 2017. Uh, it had a funding of $22 million over five years until... Which is interesting because do you know where they got that funding? Where? The defense? Former Senator Harry Reid of Nevada, the Democrat from Nevada, in his powers at the time serving in Congress, he was able to pull away $22 million for this study, and it was signed ultimately by the president, so the program got funded. So, Harry Reid, thank you for your service. Interesting. Thank you, Harry Reid. So, the other interesting thing about ATIP is that, well, there's two things I want to say. The other two interesting things about ATIP is, one, mm-hmm. according to the Department of Defense, ATIP ended after those five years where they had allotted $22 million. Scare quotes. Ended. And, however... Reporting suggests that the U.S. government continued to investigate UFOs, but perhaps not under ATIP. The other interesting thing is that we know that they contracted a company called Bigelow Aerospace. Yes, that is a fascinating rabbit hole to jump down, by the way. I guess Robert Bigelow, founder of Bigelow Aerospace, is a big... The man, the myth. Big alien, a big trisolarian huge. I love that. I'm Rob Bigelow, owner of Bigelow Airspace, and I want to bring your dreams to space. They contracted Bigelow Aerospace to generate a 494 page report documenting all alleged UFO sightings over several decades all over the world. As of 2020, this 10-month report had not been released to the public. Mm-hmm. And okay. I just find that interesting. No, that's about it. <laughs> no, I mean they released <laughs> they released some bits of information. Yeah. And like, you know, we've seen several short videos of military jets coming across things video, that they do not the understand. Video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that is just a brief sort of history of ATIP. ATIP allegedly ended in 2012 and now along comes Arrow. is the direct descendant of ATIP, Arrow. They started in July of 2022. Since then, they've opened hundreds of investigations regarding UAP. And in less than a year, hundreds of these investigations have been opened. So it's nice to see that this new group, Arrow, is taking actually the tips they're getting seriously. To date, half of these investigations have been resolved with what they call mundane explanations, like kind of like what you got from Project Blue Book. They're like, oh, it's swamp gas or like the weather or it is a weather balloon or it's a flock of seagulls like moving, you know, doing what in a murmuration or whatever the fuck. The other half of these hundreds of investigations to the date remain unexplained, officially having the reason of insufficient data to be why Arrow could not reach a conclusion. And sort of tangentially, if you remember a while back to January of last year, 2022, we talked about in one of our early episodes of Radar Peak, the office of the ODNI, which is the office of the director of national intelligence. Remember that whole sort of like, whoa, what's their logo? Why is there suddenly a UFO in this new logo. It, that's the office we're talking about. On January 12th of last year, they released 
an 11-page unclassified report to Congress. And that's in line with their congressionally appointed duties. So it's like you go, you do your investigations, but annually you have to compile a report of everything you've been investigating, key conclusions, key takeaways, shortcomings, da-da-da, and present that to Congress so they can, I guess, make an evaluation of if the money that they've given you should be coming, you know, in the next congressional right. and, and just for anyone who is dumb like me, uh, and you're like, wait, sorry, what's unclassified versus declassified versus classified? It's really simple i still had to look it up just to make sure classified means you can't read it declassified means once upon a time you could not read it but now you can and unclassified means you could always read it access approved so this document was it never had classified prepared for the public interest yes. yes and in this report you can read it if you want we'll post it on our twitter we probably posted it a way back when when we talked about it originally but we'll post it there again it covered 247 new uap sightings that go back to march 2021 and 119 events before march 21 that had not been previously examined by the task force so they had a knowledge of it somebody called it in they maybe even had a photo or a video but for whatever reason they just didn't follow up on them in this report it was indicated that there had been and i'm quoting the report here 510 uap reports as of august 30th 2022 which was an increase on the previous number of encounters referred to the office so it's like you know maybe because it has visibility maybe because now the atip program has been sort of like you know cockroach flashlight shined on now everybody knows about it maybe that's why but they're like well, we're getting way more reports than we ever have before in this kind of it makes sense because it's like i mean now you know i don't know it's just like more public it's more accepted so yeah maybe formerly like someone in the air force would see something very strange and knowing like that a lot of past people had been like dismissed from service for reporting such things you know it's just like oh whatever so yeah it's like a complaint it's like putting out a complaint box or like a right you know like well if there's no box then no one can complain but now there's a box so go put right down People what you've seen and avenue. it's good it's the yep. same with like when your computer crashes and it's like would you like to send a report to apple it's like you know what they should be getting those reports and absolutely i want to send a report to apple we, like thank god for i just i don't know this is this is a tangent but i'm just and i just remark and marvel at and and appreciate the recording of information because how yeah. do we make progress if we do not record, if we cannot accrue data? It's interesting to note and is important to note that in that report, they indicated that they're in in any of their studies or research or intelligence gathering that there had been no evidence of aliens. So all of that to be said as a little bit of foundation. Now we turn our focus to a man called David Grush. broadcast from Radar Peak brought to you by Waystar Royco. Happy Pride. Happy Pride from the Roy family to yours. 
No, but seriously, folks, what is the reason we are having this emergency broadcast today, you ask? Well, if you haven't heard already, this news outlet that we mentioned earlier, News Nation, I'm just going to present to you the basic facts here. News Nation sat down with a former intelligence official, a high-ranking intelligence official whose credentials really fucking check out. Bombshell claims from a military whistleblower. And he's claiming that the government is hiding alien technology from Congress. Now, what does this all mean, Brett? Why don't you break it down? Well, let's start with his bona fides, because I think it's important. I mean, if if anybody is even just like casually a fan of the UFO, UAP truther movement, they might be familiar with this man who goes by the name of Bob Lazar. Yes. Who okay, I'm glad claims, you brought him up. I, how could I not? He claims to have worked for a group working in this place called S4 that is on the grounds at Area 51. And he claimed to have seen whole and intact, not necessarily operational, but recovered craft. He claimed to have seen living non-terrestrial life forms. He claims to have seen materials that are exotic in nature and not alloys that are known to mankind. But it's important to note, when Bob Lazar came forward with his story for a long time, he literally sat in the shadows. He would give interviews fully backlit so that you couldn't see his face. He would use a voice modulator so you didn't know what he sounded like, a lot like how you and I are right now, Allie. And... I think it's important to know that David Grush, the most recent whistleblower, is coming forward with his full identity, his full face in broad daylight. And he's like, I think sunlight is the best disinfectant. Here's what's going on. And I think the American people should know about it, too. It's really interesting. Bob Lazar was hung out to dry. Yes. Crucified. And still remains like kind of a persona non grata. It's like if you're referencing Bob Lazar's testimony you know you're gonna get a huge list of things that bob lazar allegedly lied about in his life right Right. from his education to his background to his job so bob lazar's credibility is is in question at best yes but now here comes someone completely new also just like for reference bob lazar was born in 1959 and claims that he was hired in the late 1980s to reverse engineer extraterrestrial technology right at s4 yes his wikipedia says he was convicted in 1990 for his involvement in a prostitution ring uh That's but you know sad. what i say legalized sex work yeah first of all sex work is sex real work, work is real work that don't discredit someone for patronizing a business uh and second no. of all separate the art from the artist <laughs> you know yeah so anyway we turn our focus to david grush some of his bona fides he is a veteran of the air force he's a veteran of the national geospatial intelligence agency i didn't even know that intelligence agency existed He's a former member of the task force called Arrow that we've just been talking about. And when he sat down with News Nation for this exclusive interview, he said that at the end of his time serving on the UAP 
Task Force. It was his conclusion that, and quoting him here, that we, as the UAP Task Force, were refused access to a broad crash retrieval program run by the U.S. government. And when pressed on the issue by the interviewer from News Nation, he clarified and said point blank, we have spacecraft from another species. He means we, like the United States government, have recovered spacecraft from a species that is not human and is not terrestrial in its origin. And the kicker, when the journalist from News Nation is like, craft from another species or multiple species, Grush's answer is, oh, quite a number. So multiple types of intelligent life from which the United States government has allegedly recovered flying craft or submersible craft. And I also want to just acknowledge that while Brett and I are referencing this video interview that comes to us from News Nation, a website called thedebrief.org is home to the two journalists who broke this story. But I think it's important that we remember, like take this at face value for what it is. We have a former high-level intelligence community member. That was on Arrow officially. Like, like he he was on that task force. This isn't someone who like came out of the woodwork like t- five years, like, you know, was on a tip like this. He's not writing fanfic on Zanga like he was in. He had a security clearance working for Arrow within the intelligence. Community. He had the highest security clearance possible. And he's alleging that not only has the U.S. government been collecting crashed alien aircraft for decades, but that the government is also actively engaging in a conspiracy to hide this information and evidence from Congress and by extension from the American people, even going so far as to allege the existence of programs that should have fallen under the purview of the UAP task force Arrow, but instead operated with no oversight and refused to read in the leadership of the task force committee to the findings or any of those operational details. Which I don't blame them. It just reminds me, I mean, did you watch Scandal, that ABC show? No, I never watched Scandal. So I liked that show like a whole lot. Kerry Washington, Tony Goldwyn, just chef's kiss, no notes. But within that show, it's before Trump was talking about it, it's before it was sort of like memeified in the news, but there is a group within intelligence that's sort of like fully black budget, you know, that like does kind of operate as like a shadow government or a deep state type right. thing because like they don't actually answer to anybody, just themselves. Right. So this man has filed a whistleblower complaint and gave what he calls classified proof to Congress and to the intelligence community inspector general alleging a situation not unlike the scripted series of scandal that there is a group within the government intelligence community specifically working to not only study UAP just like Arrow but they're the ones going out and actually recovering the craft and it really begs the question here like what is the government's responsibility you know, who does the government answer to? Which parts of the government has a duty to disclose that information? Because it's interesting. It's like the government hiding information from the government, 
first and foremost. And that's really what he's blowing the whistle on. Like, Yes. It's that there's a government within the government that allegedly doesn't answer to anyone but themselves. And they have their own directives. Who knows where the money comes from, where they're actually operating. And they don't have to read anybody into anything because they don't feel compelled to. Currently, the proof that Grush presented to both Congress and to the intelligence community inspector general, that quote unquote proof has not yet been verified. But if he's right about these claims, the American people have been lied to for decades. I will lose it. I need to see these documents. I need hard copy evidence. We all do until we see that. Of course, this is just like, wow. I mean, to quote someone in the comments on our TikTok page where I have blowing up by the right where i have shared uh the interview um so if you guys want to check out this interview with david grush on news nation you can go to our tiktok radar peak pod but someone commented so basically dot 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 trust me bro and you know it's like right now that is it but it is kind of regardless of whether he is telling the truth or not regardless of whether this is true or not every single major news outlet is reporting on it now they now are. they yep. are but today but i mean like they wouldn't take the exclusive but they are happy to run with it now that somebody else published something that they weren't willing to potentially take the fall for if it wasn't you know if it's another bob lazar type scenario right, right. and not to keep going back to bob lazar but like again he came about telling his truth in a way that was so sort of like shrouded in mystery like that to me gives much more trust me bro than what grush is doing because grush is at least like putting his day-to-day peace safety and wellness on the line to come forward publicly with his id known about something that's been polarizing i mean ever since it originally showed up in american group and what is this guy's like incentive right like this this person already makes good money Mm -hmm. he is young he has worked his way into the deepest networks of the government he's an extremely high-ranking official he has very little to gain in doing this and a lot to lose. And as he says in the interview, like, I'm doing this at great personal risk. And he yep. is young, too. He's like 36, six? seven, something like that. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, for, for the first time, like, we obviously, you and I are fans of UFOs, UAP truthers, sort of like information. Anytime there's any kind of like sighting, I mean, the Chinese weather balloon, we were glued to that, just hoping something like crazy would come out of it. But it's like kind of sick that like in 2023, for the first time, a former high level intelligence official is backing up claims that we've already heard from the work done by the Black Vault, who is the world leading website on Freedom of Information Act requests from Harvard professor Avi Loeb, who is one of the first people to raise the possibility of whatever it could be that some phenomena could be extraterrestrial or intelligent origin at great cost to his own sort of like standing in society. And it's like, it's crazy because they're all saying the same thing now officially just from a high level government position that we're not alone as a species. And it's like, when are you going to... When are you going to believe as like a, as an individual? That's up to you. But I know a lot of people when mainstream media outlets come out and start saying something, that's when it feels like, OK, this is not a conspiracy. This is truth. But whatever. We can get into the nature of truth. Yeah. How much of a reputation do you need someone to have in order to trust them? And 
right. get it. It's like there is no reputation that's going to convince you. Seeing is believing, right? But once you see it, you're going to be like, oh, I knew all along. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of people that everyone wants their own beliefs confirmed. So if you believe ain't a chance, then you're going to continue to see all the ways in which this is untrue, right? As we know, like the likelihood that we are alone in this universe and also have not, yeah, is zero. The likelihood that like we have been visited not zero. Not zero. Yeah. Grush also says in his interview on News Nation, naturally, he says, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, something that I thought was interesting because he's not only alleging that the United States government has recovered the crashed craft after Roswell, crashed craft XYZ here and there. He's also alleging that craft have landed and then been abandoned for the U.S. government to be able to go and recover in the first place. So that was big, I thought. He says, naturally, when you recover something, Something that's either landed or crashed, uh, sometimes you encounter pilots and believe it or not, as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. So not only does he allege that the U.S. government officials have knowledge of craft, possession of craft even, but also possession of allegedly dead and living non-terrestrial pilots of these vehicles. And this is where it gets fucking crazy. I mean, or not. This is just part of his testimony. A big question that I think people are raising and have always raised is like, why only in America? Like, if this is right? So, Brett, what do you say to that? I say we live in a country that is probably the most... With a very few exceptions, Ed Snowden being one of them, is one of the kindest countries to whistleblowers on the planet. I think Ed Snowden, his actions uh, really showed that the U.S. was sort of like, you know, left them sort of like holding their dick in their hands. So they kind of had to make an example out of him, you know, like he is officially like a wanted man by the United States. He can't return for fear that as soon as he lands and wherever he would fly into, he would be you know, remanded to federal custody immediately. But it's like, he's the outlier in my opinion. And it's like, we live in a place where, you know, it's like, Elon Musk is screaming about it every day, but it's like left, right, and center. It's like we all can agree that freedom of speech is like actually, because it's number one in our constitution, guaranteed rights that any human should have. And if you're in America, that's going to be guaranteed for as long as you're here. So I think that's probably at least part yeah, of it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you are looking at like the other major world superpowers with advanced like, you know, aeronautics and SETI programs. You're not looking at as friendly to whistleblowers. You're not looking at governments that are as friendly to whistleblowers. So it's like not like we're saying here only in America. We're not saying UAP. I mean, there have been UFO sightings all over the globe. So many. Like you can find them. It is not just in America. There are so many of these. So there's that question. Anyway, where were we, Brett? Well, so this story originally didn't happen on News Nation. He got this interview with News Nation because the story that was published about him originally caught like wildfire. Leslie Kane, who is an investigative journalist for The Debrief, she's also done pieces dating back to like 2017 for The New York Times. Um, so she kind of like writes for a lot of different places, but this story she published for The Debrief and saying that all the information that was given to the intelligence community, Inspector 
General and Congress were so highly classified that they cannot be released to the public. I know what I know because of like where I stand in my job, but like, no, I can't show you copies. Whereas like Ed Snowden had copies, showed the journalists, you know, like met with them in a hotel room in a separate country, showed all the evidence. So like, I guess that's where like the government made their argument. Oh, he broke the law and committed a crime there because he gave gave those documents to people without clearances. So this this guy, Grush, meets with Leslie Kane and he's like, I can tell you what I can tell you, but like, no, I can't show you anything because that's proof. That would be treason and he would be treated like Edward Snowden. But also like he'd be a fucking hero. The story by Leslie Kane for the debrief in it because she was also interviewed by News Nation. She says she has multiple sources, her words, who back up Grush's story. Right. Going on so far as to say, and I'm quoting her here, she says, Who am I to doubt these very, very high-level people who have been inside these programs for decades, have done their work, and are all telling me the same thing? I mean... I don't think there's some kind of conspiracy among all these people who don't know each other to make something like this up. And Grush himself denies fabricating any of the details. He maintains the position, I am for real. I'm sitting here at great personal risk and obvious professional risk just by talking to you today, saying that to News Nation. And shortly after the story broke over at the debrief and after this sit-down interview with News Nation, the Pentagon released a statement. Did you see that? I believe I did, but tell me about it and I'll confirm or deny. Let me let me guess what the Pentagon said. Pentagon is all like, uh-uh. Pentagon has just basically been called out saying, uh, hey, you've got a shadow government operating with inside yourself that doesn't answer to you. Pentagon's like... What do you think the Pentagon said? They either said, A, no, duh, that's our job. B, none of this is true. I mean, I feel like whenever anything happens and anyone is called out for anything... Obviously, you turn to that. You turn to the accused for comment. And if you have a good PR office, which hello, hello they are the they have the best comms team in the world, maybe. Mm-hmm. Then you know how to write a statement that acknowledges, denies and protects. So I'm guessing they did exactly what you know, what I would expect them to do. Kind of, but it's really interesting. Their statement goes like this. To date, Arrow has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. Arrow is committed to following the data and its investigation wherever it leads. Arrow, working with the Office of General Counsel, lawyers, and the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, has established a safe and secure process for individuals to come forward with information to aid Arrow in its congressionally mandated historical review. So what they're doing is going through all the reviews and all the tips, basically, that they haven't yet, because Congress says, you have to, we're giving you the money to, and they're saying Arrow is happy to assist the Department of Defense in its congressionally mandated historical review. Arrow's historical review of records and testimonies is ongoing and due to Congress by June 2024. Ah! Arrow welcomes the opportunity to speak with any former or current government employee or contractor who believes they have information relevant to the historical review, which is 
interesting because what Grush alleges is that Arrow tried to be involved in it, but this secret program refused to read any of the task force members into the details. So they effectively stonewall them and shut them out so that they won't be privy to either what they come by, what they learn, or what they might have in their possession. Okay, so... I think it'll be interesting, that, that's like to say the least, that word interesting, but to see how potentially little comes out of this investigation that's due to Congress right, next year, since allegedly Arrow knows nothing. Yes, okay, so basically what you're telling me is, first of all... First of all, that statement, you're right, I mean, it's it's not... Okay. First of all, David Grush goes, there's a shadow task force that is operating outside of Arrow and, you know, doing its own thing. And you want to turn to that shadow task force for commentary, but obviously that would be confirming its existence. But officially, they, they don't, don't exist. exist. So they right. cannot comment on it. So Arrow is going to comment on this. And then Arrow's statement is essentially their response is, well, not no. <laughs> like, they don't, they, nowhere it's in kind that of statement. Like, mm, maybe. Nowhere in that. Yeah, exactly. They, it's like you going, like, uh, like, you being like McDonald's is putting gasoline in their fries. And then McDonald's. And they say. And then McDonald's goes, our burgers have always been made with the customer in mind. Yep. And it's like the burgers. <laughs> what about the gasoline? <laughs> the gasoline. In and the, the fries. <laughs> And and uh, a full ingredient list will be submitted to the FDA in June of 2024. Like, give, yeah, and you have to wait a giving year. Giving you all of the words that you want to hear to feel heard, to think that you're being heard, to think that they're taking care of it. You know, that is strategic communication. That where like if they were saying it to you in an office, as soon as you walk out of the room, they go, "What a." dummy or you know or something they're like oh god glad that got rid of no, them truly because tr- yes, it's effectively doing that it's like saying enough to get rid good we're good yes because you can't say nothing nothing doesn't look good but you can't say anything yeah no answer is yes. an answer and, and right exactly you can't just say anything you need to say something <laughs> But that mm-hmm. something has to have all the buzzwords that are going to make people relax and also say nothing at the same time. I mean, the Pentagon basically stole one from our playbook and said, whoa, that's big if true. <laughs> In the interest of full disclosure, because I've seen the comments being made on the TikTok that you posted, I've seen people adding this commentary across Twitter and social media. Grush himself, the documents that he said were being turned over to Congress, he himself did not see those with his eyes. What he has instead are first person accounts from 
a multitude of people within Arrow who don't know each other. They're from different departments, but they all allege point by point, essentially, the same story. So that's kind of back to Leslie Kane, who's the journalist who broke this story in the first place, saying she has multiple sources backing up his story. Who knows? Her sources might be the same people that he talked to. And the argument is being made, well, we shouldn't listen to this guy because he didn't see the evidence. He didn't see the craft. He didn't see the bodies or the live extraterrestrials. So this is hearsay. And like, true, if we're in a court of law, this man bringing up his account as evidence wouldn't hold up as evidence. But because of the number of higher level individuals that are sort of around him in adjacent spaces within the intelligence community, basically coming out to vouch for his claims, it seems like it reached the intended audience because the documents were turned over to Congress. And like, it definitely has the Department of Defense's attention because the Pentagon wouldn't have released a statement otherwise. And as like a little aside tangent, this is worth absolutely nothing, but I still thought it was interesting. This morning, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who you might know, he's running for president here in the U.S. as a Democrat, which is kind of like, he's married to that actor Cheryl oh, Hines, who's from Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's kind of like testing the ground to see like how much taste Democrats have for blood in the water, mm-hmm. you know, to see if they want to like actually try and primary Biden with somebody else. I don't think it happens, but I digress. He tweeted and then deleted the following, quoting, Remember, UFOs were the very essence of a conspiracy theory, in scare quotes. The term was practically invented for it. People who spoke out were ridiculed and their careers destroyed. Our government did that. So, like, not that I agree with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on fucking anything, but, like, this deleted tweet from today, I'm like, yeah, I agree, I agree with him on this. And I just have to wonder, like, why did he delete that? Like, who talked to him or who said, ooh, this isn't a good idea take this? Like, what happened? What made him be like, maybe I shouldn't? No, he's not wrong. I mean, in in, uh, in the article itself by ours, ours truly, Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal, she references the fact that it's known fact that for decades following World War II, the Air Force, quote, carried out a disinformation campaign to discredit reported sightings of unexplained objects. Mm -hmm. So in the article, she has some words with someone named Jonathan Gray, and she says Jonathan Gray is a generational officer, which Brett and I are not sure the meaning of being a generational. Yeah, I've never heard that before. It's interesting that someone this high up would just kind of like, one, disclose his name, two, talk to... Anybody? (laughs) And I'll get into like, you know, potential conspiracies after this, but Jonathan Gray, this generational officer of the U.S. intelligence community with a top secret clearance who currently works for the National Air and Space Intelligence Center, where the analysis of UAP is his focus, Mm -hmm. says the non-human intelligence phenomenon is real. We are not alone. Retrievals of this kind are not limited to the United States. This is a global phenomenon, and yet a global solution continues to elude us. Wow. So to those people, yeah. why only in the U.S.? There's, There's your answer. answer. It's, it's not, not only in the U.S. US and uh, it. You should read more news that's not only in the U.S. Yeah, and it is kind of a space race. Um, so who knows when and who will be the first to 
successfully reverse engineer this technology, which Grush describes, and I really like this uh, little paragraph as well. He describes these recoveries of partial fragments as well as intact vehicles as being of exotic origin non-human intelligence whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin and he says that based on the vehicle morphologies and material science testing these technologies have a unique atomic arrangement and unique radiological signatures and that's as, about as much as you need to know to know that like this is not like, like if you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe like they just can't tell. Like, how can they really tell it's not human? What if it's just some really smart science? No, these are technologies no. that are like not even the smartest, most capable, most well-funded physics laboratories in the world have fashioned. I mean, and according to this article, as Grush tried to conduct this investigation into this shadow organization, he was being targeted and harassed and he's naming names i mean not in this particular you know not in the article that we're capable of reading but in his investigation that he submitted to congress he's naming names he knows who the specific individuals are current and former involved mm -hmm. in this operation many people vouching for him like this isn't that crazy like to anyone who's like yeah yeah you know like sure whatever it's like what are you suring like this is legit like this really what this isn't even that crazy of a thing to say yeah coming from this is from the story as well coming from carl nell who is a retired army colonel who worked with grush on the uap task force just speaking to grush's character and like maybe his motivations and like whether or not you could trust him a retired colonel carl nell said grush's assertion concerning in the existence of a terrestrial arms race occurring sub rosa over the past 80 years focused on reverse engineering technologies of unknown origin is fundamentally correct like that has period been there's no like waffling here there's no pr no. statement of people there are people no. like saying yeah yeah straight point blank fundamentally correct as is the indisputable realization that at least some of these technologies of unknown origin derive from non-human intelligence. So that's the retired army colonel. And if you're like, okay, but how can I trust the army colonel? Well, here we go. In 2022, in a performance evaluation at the time, Laura Potter, who was the deputy chief of staff for intelligence headquarters, department of the army, described army colonel Carl Nell as, quote, an officer with the strongest possible moral compass. Oh, Carl. So it's like, you know, when people tell you things like that about other people... I'm inclined to believe them. Right. Like how many references you need on the references, you know, like to check to to check it out and to feel like, OK, this person is trustworthy. Like Leslie, Con Leslie yeah. Keen is doing her due diligence as a reporter, as a journalist. She's not like it doesn't seem like she's just cherry picking the nicest things that someone had to say. I mean, if the nicest thing you have to say is that this person has the strongest moral compass. I've, I mean, that's not the kind of thing you say. Just as a nicety, you know? No. You could call someone and be like, yeah, they're, they were good. I, I worked with them. Yeah. About <laughs> as good as they come. You know, like, like, these are bold character statements.
I don't think it's about the aliens, do you? No. Yeah, like bigger than any nuclear code. They are right there, you know, in the heart of like this effort to reverse engineer these exotic technologies. I can imagine like what, because everyone always thinks they're in the right. You know, even like the bad guy like has good reason for doing yeah. what he's doing. And so I can imagine these sure. these harassment emails, right? Like being like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about, Grush? Do you realize like we, if this isn't supposed to be top secret, what is? Like you think fucking Congress should have like who do you want to who do you want to oversee this like there is you no, want lauren bobert knowing about uaps yeah, there is you know no like, higher yeah i get it official than us so like who do you yeah. want oversight from like an underling yeah like or are you yeah. fucking stupid you know like there i can mm-hmm. see the counter argument of like this is as top secret as it gets obviously we need to yeah. operate in utter you know uh obscurity and yet, and and it's funny that like disclosure really like may come by twenty twenty seven. Not I know that prophecy is kind of looking a little more clear by the day. I not feel because like. the CIA wanted us to know, but because a whistleblower was like, you know what, fuck it. And I fucking love whistleblowers. Like they are few and yep. far between. Toot toot, baby. When was like the last whistleblower? Was it quid quid pro quo? Was it? maybe maybe it was reality winner it might have been her what was that one she gave over classified documents she like but i think she wasn't i i don't know well anyway i think it was reality winner it was either reality winner there was also chelsea manning i mean there've been there's a long list of whistleblowers coming from the government Ugh, i love whistleblowers there's something there me too well is that you announcing that we're officially going to be selling a t-shirt that says whistleblower? I'm thinking, yes. I'm thinking there is something there, like design-wise or just, there's. it's just such a good name. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, stay tuned. We uh, will post an update on our social media very soon about when you can pre-order your whistleblower, whistleblower t-shirts. Official yes, we actually, Radar Peak we, merch. We have swag in the making. We're super excited about. I know. I'm so ready to launch it. That's all I have to say about today. It was just so crazy of a story. I felt like we couldn't not talk about it. And we're coming to you here on our main feed just because, A, we miss you, and B, so we can remind you that you're not going to see us here through the summer. If you want to hang out with us on the summer, come join us. We have multiple levels you can join for as little as a cup of coffee or for as much as throwing away your college savings. You can join us on patreon.com slash Radar Peak. We'd love to have you. We have exclusive episodes for subscribers all summer long. That's right. And uh, if there's any other need for an emergency broadcast, I won't say we won't be on here, but definitely come and join us on the Patreon. Otherwise, we will be back in the fall to start talking book two or if the i'm so excited tv show comes sooner or maybe the show if it happens i wonder if they're gonna hold that show because now sag is on strike officially today so now it's the writers and sag power to those unions but i wonder like me too i wonder if the show is going to be held until that's resolved you know like even though it's done they could air it but i wonder if they maybe don't want it overshadowed by various you know union strikes happening throughout hollywood but regardless if when we hear about it trust you'll hear yeah like are actors gonna even do like publicity tours if they're on strike i wouldn't they will i imagine they would unless it's in their contract right so we'll see more to be revealed but until then Mm -hmm. i'm Allie. i'm brett and 
I'm done saying words. Come say hi on Patreon. Good night. You've been listening to a special edition of Radar Peak, a three-body podcast. Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And join us all summer long on patreon.com slash radarpeak. Stay tuned for the official launch of season two later this fall and join in on the conversation when you follow us on social media at Radar Peak Pod. See you there. <laughs>